Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, Mark here. Welcome back to the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast. Uh, so I'm sitting here at the end of day four of my time at Sundance, and I thought I'd just do a quick rundown of the films that I've seen uh, and give you some quick impressions on what I thought of them. Uh, In order that I've seen them, uh, a selection from the Midnight Program called In a Violent Nature. Now, this is a film that is going to be divisive for horror fans due to the way it is shot. Uh, And it is shot from behind the killer, which is going to disturb some people because if it's shot from behind the killer, then you have to watch the killer get from place to place to place. Now this is going to lead some people to think that the, the, the film is just too slow. And while it can be argued that perhaps in places that is the case, I believe the, uh, the effect of it is actually, uh, lends itself to it ratcheting up the tension uh, as he moves around the forest to the people that he winds up killing. Um, so, but yes, this film is going to be uh, dis- divisive uh, among horror fans. I, I fall on the, uh, on the side of, ah, I r- really enjoyed it. I liked the way it looked. And uh, I, I, I liked uh, the inventiveness, particularly of one of the kills, which is one of the most inventive kills that I've seen. Um, I saw Girls State after that, uh, which is a follow-up to 2020's Boys State, uh, about uh, an annual thing in all 50 states where uh, a, a number of young men and or young women are get together in a group and uh, they have to establish a government. Uh, and so this one, uh, you know, Boys State was a set in Texas, and we got the Texas Boys, and it went about as well as you would expect. Uh, but there, this one is set in Missouri, and the girls' state and boys' state are actually running at the same time on the same college campus. So occasionally in this film, as the girls are evaluating what they're supposed to be doing, uh, they, they themselves are making comparisons to how the boys' side is running. Uh, so we get some comparison contrast. I liked this movie, uh, but I I use the word I feel cheated uh, in some ways, uh, and some people might not like that word, but uh, I feel cheated in, in some ways that the film doesn't actually address some of the, the, the inequalities that the girls themselves identify in the film or they try to downplay or, or negate them, which I get to a point, uh, but uh, it's, it was, it was just, I, I, there was more to this movie that needed to be done. 
but but it is good. It'll be out on Apple Plus just like Boys State is. I recommend watching them both. They're both good. So check them both out, actually. Uh, day two, uh, I watched a film called Ghost Light, which is about a, a construction worker who finds himself cast in a community theater production of Romeo and Juliet as Romeo, uh, which one would think from that premise that this is a uh, kind of comedic film, and it is uh, far from it. Uh, this is a moving family drama uh, with uh, tr- trauma and repressed emotion and rage, mostly based on that repressed emotion. Um, and I cried in a couple spots. Uh, this is a really, really good film, uh, and I hope it finds a market, and I hope people see it. It, it, is, it, it is surprising in all of the best ways. Uh, then I watched one called Your Monster, which is a rom-com uh, starring uh, Melissa Barrera from Scream 5 and 6, I guess. Uh, and it, she is an actress who is dumped by her boyfriend while she is recovering from cancer because he's a dick. Uh, and she she uh, moves into the house that she grew up in where her, her, her mother no longer lives there. She lives overseas. She travels the world, so the house is empty, and she discovers there's a monster in the closet. And the monster, of course, has been in the house by himself. He wants her gone, so he tries to make her be gone. Uh, but they come to an understanding, and this turns into uh, one of the strangest romantic comedies that you will find out there, I think. Uh, until it ends... Uh, in a burst of something that is not rom-com. Uh, I, I think it's effective. Uh, I think the uh, Broadway musical within the film is entertaining and enlightening for what we get. Uh, her singing voice is great. Uh, so this one I also found really entertaining and enjoyed quite a bit. Uh, again, it was a it was another midnight program. Midnight generally steers me right here at Sundance. Uh, they're not all horror films. Some of you know they're just this weird eclectic kind of bunch. That said, the very next film I watched was also in the midnight program, and it was called "I Saw the TV Glow," which disappointed me when the last third of the film or so. Uh, it's got a cool retro vibe. Uh, about this kid who watched this show back in the day on TV called The Pink Opaque, uh, which is this weird amalgam of like supernatural, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Power Rangers. Uh, and But the film is more than that. The, the same director as uh, did a film called We're All Going to the World's Fair, which I real, which I liked when I saw that one. Uh, this one, like I said, it, it it's got a cool concept in that the show may or may not be all that we think it is. The vibe is really cool, uh, but the ending of the film just falls apart for me, and so I I I didn't I, I was disappointed. This this was the first one that I didn't really enjoy. Uh, here this time. Um, I followed that up with uh, Kristen Stewart, Stephen Yeun in a film called Love Me, 
which is about a uh, artificially intelligent smart boy and a satellite left by humanity uh, to greet anyone that comes to Earth uh, after all of the humans have died because we've just killed ourselves. And so this takes place over the course of about 5 billion years um, as uh, the boy who eventually determines that her name is me uh, as she becomes aware uh, and the satellite who is called I am uh, as me kind of pushes this helper satellite that contains all of human history and all of human art and all of human social media and <laughs> they both become aware, self-aware uh, but unfortunately, me is trying to become or, or portray a life form, which is the word we use a lot in this movie. Uh, but she's modeling it after this social media personality named Deja and her boyfriend, Liam. Uh, and so it's funny that we have these two artificial intelligences trying to construct a life based on an artificial life being the social media of humanity. And so that's how humanity is remembered, but it leads to these two AIs becoming self-aware and becoming more than what they start out as. It's a very interesting concept. It's very well acted. Uh, the effects are very good. Uh, and it's a it's an enjoyable romantic comedy that's got some uh, some heady takes on the human condition. So that's that's awesome. Uh, day three, I woke up with a film called Didi, which is about a Chinese uh, kid uh, in a family in California, and set in about two thousand eight. And it's a it's a pretty standard coming of age tale for this kid who is fighting with his mom. His dad works in uh, Taiwan, making money and sending it back. Uh, his grandmother lives with them and his older sister, who is about, who's getting ready to go to college. Uh, he is a precocious teen who doesn't get along with his mother, who's trying to find a play, his place in the world. So he kind of alienates his friends. He, he, tries, to, he tries to find a group to belong to uh, so he tries uh, the skateboarders, tries to become a filmer for them to film their videos so that they can try to get sponsorships. Uh, but it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting take. It's like I said, there's, there's not, a, there's not a lot that was groundbreaking in here, uh, but I think it's very well shot. I think it feels very authentic. Joan Chen plays his mother. She does an, a really great job uh, on that. And so I, I really did. Uh, enjoy that quite a bit. Uh, another midnight selection uh, called It's What's Inside. Uh, and it's about a group of friends that get together uh, for the night before one of their weddings. Uh, and one of their old but friends who kind of got pushed out uh, due to things that we learn about as the film moves along shows up with the suitcase and inside the suitcase is a device 
and I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, anytime you get old friends together when there's problems in the past, uh, old injuries and wounds and perceptions will will rear their ugly head and cause problems. And that is exactly what happens here. There's a bit of a vibe like similar to uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Um, the film is generally enjoyable, even though you can kind of see where everything is going and how it's going to turn out. Uh, by the time, you know, as you go through, you're not, you're not far behind very much at all. So that's one of it. Uh, Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And then I watched uh, a spotlight production of Hitman. From director Richard Linklater, uh, starring Glenn Powell from uh, Top Gun Maverick, uh, Devotion, and the uh, rom-com that's currently in theaters, uh, Anyone But You. Uh, this is a romantic comedy about a guy who works with the police playing a hitman for hire, but he it's all for sting operations, so he's not really a hitman, obviously. Uh, but he meets a woman and... And we get the romantic comedy building through this. Um, I thought that uh, Glenn Powell was kind of uh, getting stuck. His two big films were Devotion and, and Top Gun Maverick. And I was like, oh, he's going to get stuck playing the kind of surly, cocky pilot. Uh, and I needed him to do something. This film is that film for me. Uh, if, if he was up for any role at all, he could throw this film at it and see, say, see, I've already played it because he tailors his hitmen to who he, who the police are trying to, to, uh, get and, and prosecute. Um, today I watched, uh, from, uh, Steven Soderbergh, a film called presence, which is also shot in an interesting way. It's first person. There's a house, family buys a house, moves in and the daughter, senses something in the house. Uh, and what it is, we don't learn till the end. But it's shot first person from the, this presence. So the camera just moves through the house and it's understood that we're behind the presence's eyes, basically. So that it is, it's, it's all shot that way. However, the film is filled with uh, plot points and storylines that don't go anywhere. Uh, the ones that aren't there are not 
really developed beforehand. They're tied up in weird ways at the end. Um, and a lot of people were really excited for this. Um, I don't get the hype at all. I really don't. I really don't. Um, and then I watched one tonight called War Game, which is uh, in 2023, uh, a group of people ran a war game in Washington to see how the government would respond to a, an organized and violent protest to stop Congress from certifying a contested election result. Yes, it was inspired. The, the actual exercise was inspired by January 6th. And, but it, it takes those events and ramps them up. Now, if you follow politics at all, you're going to find something you don't like about this. Um, I don't like to get political on, on the show, so, so I don't want to delve too deep into it. Uh, I think the, the biggest issue with this show, or with this movie, is that it, what it illustrates, and sadly I don't know if they realize this, it illustrates that it doesn't take a mass movement, a lot, it doesn't take thousands and thousands of people to gum up the works because the political posturing and process in the, in the war room as they're dealing with the riot and social media posts and uh, announcements from, from various members of the group that is kind of orchestrating this is that the political system is not set up to deal with anything rapidly in a way that is not extreme. And so you watch it and, and it's frustrating at times because you want to just scream at them, well, just do this or you, or don't do this. Or why aren't you addressing this thing? Um, the power of social media for both information, propaganda, and misinformation, uh, which in, in terms of this film, misinformation used in a wartime setting, which is kind of how they're presenting this to us, is actually... Psyops or agitprop or so it's it's not you know your classic misinformation on a daily basis it's 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 more you know geared toward actual war to move to, to force reactions now to or, or 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 to stymie reaction now so it, it from a strategic standpoint that is is the way they were running this game. And there was one further problem with this in that while the government role players were addressing this and the the insurrectionist role players were playing this stuff real time, the control team that was was, you know, 
running the, the entire operation, it felt like they, they didn't want to know what either side was going to do. They, it felt as though they had an eye, they knew what they wanted to happen and were trying to steer things to get to a desired result. So it, I, it, it in, in some ways felt a little disingenuous to me. Uh, so it's, it's weird. It's, it's an interesting watch. It's frustrating in some points. Uh, but without getting any deeper into it, that's where we, where we found that. Now this morning we did watch a documentary called Superman, Christopher Reeve story. And yes, I did say it that way because it is not Superman. It is super slash man. Um, I, I'm not going to say much more than this film wrecked me this morning. Uh, I'm going to be talking with Val, friend of the show, been on before. We're going to be talking about this uh, in the coming days. Uh, so I don't want to say too much more than that. But this that this film this film wrecked me. This was a premiere, and it was great because actually Christopher Reeve's three children adult children, obviously, at this point, um, were here uh, for the film and did a Q&A afterwards, and it was great. Um, and they now run the Chris and Dana Reeve Foundation, Paralysis Foundation. So uh, it's, it's incredible. We'll talk more in depth when, uh, when Val is back on the show, and it'll be a good time. Uh, tomorrow's my last in-person day, uh, and it's going to start with a Sebastian Stan film called A Different Man. Uh, which I'm looking forward to, and I will see what 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 we get after that. But but it's been a good four days uh, here at Sundance thus far. Uh, it's nice to be in person. It's nice to be in theater seeing these films. Uh, and I can't wait to come back next year and do it again. Uh, I am going to have a bunch that I will be watching uh, through their online service later this week. Once those become available, uh, starting on Wednesday, I'll have a bunch of films available for that. So uh, we'll see how many of those are. There's a couple that are getting a lot of buzz already here that I'll be watching uh, on the online method. And it's going to be, a, it's gonna, I think it's going to be a good time. But, but yeah, Sundance 2024 uh, is almost over for me, at least the in-person portion. Uh, we'll be talking to Ryan. Uh, we crossed over a couple of films as well that we'll be talking about. But uh it's been a good time. I'm glad I'm here. Met a lot of nice people and uh, had some spirited conversations about some of these films as well. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget to like, follow, share us uh, with your friends if you like what you hear. Uh, we're on uh, all the socials. Uh, just search for Visually Stunning Movie Podcast or VS Movie Podcast. Or you can just go to the website, vsmoviepodcast.com. You'll get all our written reviews. You'll get links to the audio. You'll get links to video. We're over on YouTube as well if you want to check out the stuff that we can get put up there. Uh, and until uh, till we talk to you again, stay safe, be good, see a good movie. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.